Back at it, we're a full week late. We're back on our, our usual BS. <laughs> you said we're a full week late. Oh, yeah. We are a full week late. The finale aired one week ago today, but it's okay. We're, we're recording it now, so a little less hype, but, I mean, it's okay. We'll have a season four part two in, in no time. Well, tell them what the, ex- uh, the excuse was uh me traveling to chicago oh oh that was the excuse i thought the excuse was the usc game oh that too i mean that that's the more embarrassing excuse to <laughs> us getting blown out so it's, it's so sad the fact that we could get blown out in such a manner and then flash forward one week and ucla plays so well against them it's like they learned every single thing from our mistakes and applied them. And the co- Andy Enfield could not learn anything while he while we were playing. Yeah, it's it's like we we didn't have a chance from from the beginning. Like we were down ten points within the first five minutes. And it was uh, just downhill from there. But yeah, UCLA taking Gonzaga to overtime, almost double overtime. They they only won with a. Half court bank shot, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Well, one last thing. It's just like Gonzaga's defense looks so good against us because every single time one of us had the ball, there was a double team somehow. But then for UCLA, it's like they adapted to that. They played literally so spread apart that you had to do a one on one, and then they just like made the they made the plays. Yeah, I didn't get why USC would keep doing this like thing where they'd catch the ball, wait for the double team to get to them chuck it to the other side of the court, that guy would get double teamed. And it's like, we're running up on our eight seconds across the half court line here. Like, right. And and I feel like, dude, it's like Gonzaga's coach is like, USC does not have any good ball handlers. And we don't because (laughs) our ball security was shit. And then UCLA, at least they have Tiger Campbell who can get it across the half court line and Johnny Juzang who can dribble too. Man, Juzang's a beast. Mm-hmm. That Gonzaga team did not look like the same Gonzaga team that played that that smacked USC. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, but they were they still were good. The same team and USC is just trash. I think so. <sighs> but Elite Eight still pretty good, much farther than we we usually go. Yeah, for a team that usually makes the NIT tournament, <laughs> NIT number one seed. That's where and we're gonna be back next year. It also loses. The NIT, this is much better. It's more favorable. Are we going to lose both Mobley brothers to the NBA next season? <sighs> I just feel like, dude, if I was them, I would be so embarrassed after losing to Timmy. I would study Timmy's game. Dude, he, he's so horrible, but his, his skill set is so good. It's like Evan Mobley has the body, but he basically has no skills. Right. Like Timmy isn't super good at any one thing, but he's just like pretty good at all the things. So he's like, yeah, just dominates Mobley. And yeah, even though Mobley has like half a foot on this dude, 
they, they probably weigh about the same. Yeah, but I have a feeling he oh. might. I definitely think Isaiah's stock has raised, but I think he needs another year. Yeah, true. That's true. All right, it's fine. It's over. I mean, who you got in the the championship? We got Baylor and Gonzaga. Yep, it makes sense. Baylor was Baylor was good. My bracket's busted. Yeah, who do you think's gonna win from those two? At this point, I'm going for Gonzaga. I've seen two of I've seen two full Gonzaga games, and now it's like I have to be a fan. <laughs> yeah, like as much as I don't want them to win, I feel like they're gonna win. Yeah, and then that way, at least we could say we lost to the the eventual <laughs> winners. So, it's not mildly less embarrassing. I agree. Still embarrassing. Yeah, but. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, like if we had lost in the same manner that UCLA lost, I would have zero complaints. <laughs> but yeah, it's the fact that we got blown out and exposed. Yeah, yeah, everyone was hyping us up like, oh, if anyone has a chance to take down Gonzaga, it's USC. But nope, not even close. All right. Anyways, on that note. Attack on Titan. Um, yeah, season four, episode 16, Above and Below is the episode title. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, I'm sure. But Yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> Only at the very end does it make sense. Uh, yeah. So quick, quick little note. This was actually the point in which... Um, it's basically the last thing I remember from the manga. So oh. it progressed pretty far, actually. So I definitely think that they can finish it next season or like next part of this season. So I'm, I'm no longer surprised at how this is the last season because it's going to end. Yeah, so season four, part two, then is going to be like brand new to you. Pretty much, yeah. And I've I've stopped reading it. Like they've continued to update, but I'm no longer reading it just because I want to see it play out it's just so good animated i agree dude this the anime this top this anime as a topic has even made its way into our like our rotations um conference room like there are people talking about it there mainstream yeah i'm just like what but okay anyways let's let's hop right into it yeah so i mean it picks up where we left off it's raining zeke had just blown himself up um the video pans to him he's surrounded by daisies i looked it up i was like hmm do those daisies have any deeper meaning apparently it symbolizes purity and new beginnings so maybe that'll come into play next season but yeah we're the last scene we see with him is a titan ripping open its own stomach and shoving zeke in there I assume for a safe passage to somewhere else. Right. Does that so that doesn't count as eating? Yeah. At first, I thought like, hmm, is that Levi or something trying to take over the the Beast Titan powers? But I think it's yeah, more so just uh, one of the Titans under Zeke's control and yeah, right. kind of holding him. Yeah. So Zeke didn't send everybody to chase Levi. He only sent. He kept a few in reserve. Just for this moment, and it worked. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I thought I was reminded of Leonardo DiCaprio in the in that one movie putting <laughs> the inside the moose or something. What was it the deer or the yeah. bear? What was it called Revenant or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he cut something up and then slept with it. It's <laughs> pretty, yes. yeah, pretty, pretty brutal. Anyways, so that happens, and then they they um, Hanji and what's his name, the Bolka guy. Uh, well, no, what flock? Flosh, yeah. At this point, yeah. I think Hanji's is ready to lead them to to Zeke because they just have her under uh under careful watch but then they hear the spear go off and they're like all right let's go let's go towards that direction and then they go and then and then we get to the scene where he's laying in the field of daisies so so the tiny little thing that's that's all we see of them for the rest of the episode i think yeah oh except except until the very end right were they in the very end Maybe. Aren't they? We'll see. I don't remember. Um, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see it as we scrub through the episode on our separate screen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we get hit with the title sequence, cut over to a conversation between Pixies and Yelena. Mm-hmm. So we learn a little bit more about the the different armbands that the Eldian like military police now have to wear mm-hmm. and it's like pretty reminiscent of like the armbands that the Eldians have to wear in marley right so right. like there's a white one so those are the pure jaegerists they switched over early on and now they're kind of you know on the other side mm-hmm. there's the red armbands those are the people who drank the wine and i guess were forced into complying it sounds like yeah and then there's the black armbands, which is basically everyone else who drank the wine and is now kind of a hostage. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, like, even at this point, Pixis is like, he's staying calm and logical. He's he's making the good point that, hey, isn't this basically what the Marleyans did to you? And now you're doing this to us? Like, what? what where's the moral reasoning in your, in your, uh, on your side? And then to which she responds. And she's like, you can learn things from your enemies sometimes. Yeah. Does she, uh, I'm trying to think if, uh, no, so she doesn't reveal the plan here. She's just still saying that Zeke is the god, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't reveal it to him. Right. That's in the next scene. Okay. Okay. But it makes sense. See, like now that we think, um, you know, because if, uh, what's her, I can't remember her name. What's her name? The blonde? Uh, Zeke's, Zeke's underling yeah Yelena if Yelena had simply been you know trying to oppress them obviously Pixis's argument is sound but if Yelena's saying hey we're trying to save you guys then they'll do it they'll do it by any means necessary they'll take inspiration from whoever necessary and it just so happens that the armbands is a very convenient way of identifying people so they have no problems right. with using it right yeah pretty Pretty good stuff. But then we cut away to the underground prison where the gang's all there. We got Mikasa, Armin, Jean, Connie, and the whole family of Sasha. So basically everyone who was at that uh, dinner party that we saw a couple episodes ago. 
And then, yeah, this is where Yelena starts to reveal the plan of the, the euthanization. But before that, we have one of uh, Yelena's comrades. Oh, Nicolo is also inside the prison. And so right. he starts beefing with, with one of the uh, Marleyan traders, I guess. Yeah, one of his like former co-workers. Right. So the former co-workers standing next to Yelena outside the prison, Nicolo standing inside the prison, and then they, those two start beefing with each other. And um, Nicolo's like, you're a traitor. And then the other guy's like, no, you're the traitor who wanted to date those devils. And then he starts like talking trash on Sasha and everyone in the cell, they all know Sasha. So they're get, getting riled up too. And then Yelena whips out a gun and blows his head off. Right. I thought that was a pretty savage. It was. I wasn't expecting it, but at the same time, dude, that's so telling because that means her allegiance is with the Eldian people in general. There's no such thing as honorary Marleyans versus the devils on the island. They're all fighting for the same thing. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah completely agree that yeah it's not really about sides anymore unless it's like eldians versus everyone else i agree so i mean yeah that seems very heated but we go to the next one i mean they they tell them the plan and at this point oh and then armin starts crying i don't i did really <laughs> and i couldn't really tell if, if he was like being serious or not yeah, I feel like he was. At first, I thought maybe it was like a, you know, one of those maniacal laughs where you're like covering your face and then you're laughing and then it builds up to a roaring laughter. But no, I think this dude's actually because I mean, like, he's been like that this whole time, right? Where he's like, uh, all you guys ever talk about is fighting and killing each other, and then finally here comes a plan that there is no fighting and killing. It's more like we just die out peacefully. And I think he is actually pretty moved by that. Oh, right, right, right. My bad. And then he was crying later because I think they, they had to flash to Aaron and then they flashed back here. So, but that was a, a little <laughs> bit later. I was, I got confused because I thought that was the same scene, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah, that so they we'll, cut we'll, away too. But yeah. Yeah. We'll get back to that. So then they currently, they, they stop the scene at them, you know, telling them the plan that everybody's like, whoa. And then they flash over to Sasha. No, not Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, one week without doing this. And I'm so rusty. Um, what's her name? Uh, Peak? Little girl. Tiny little girl. Gabby. <laughs> Gabby. Yeah, they flash over to Gabby somehow being held alone with Aaron. And then Aaron's like, hey, um, help me. Uh, help me flush them out and we can save falco but uh honestly i was confused here because it felt like he was suddenly just like asking her something and then peak walks in and then everything changes and then he never talks about that again so he just like shifted gears super fast which i thought was a little abrupt and i don't know if it's just because they didn't have enough time in the episode or because that wasn't really the reason why he was there. And he like went in there because he knew peak was out here already. So he was just saying something waiting for her to come. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't super clear on like what exactly he wanted from Gabby, but then 
yeah, Peak just conveniently walks in. And it's almost like how Aaron walked in on Mikasa and Armin when they were at that that table a couple episodes ago, too. Exactly. It's kind of a, a similar thing where they just stroll in at a pretty convenient time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then and then if you compare and contrast, like whereas Armin and Mikasa were very surprised, Aaron was basically unfazed at all. Yeah. And he, he was like, he even had his arguments already down. That's like he'd practice them because he knew that she was going to come. He's like, you can't kill me. I've, I've practiced this. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. I can't. Yeah, I thought that conversation was really good. She's like, she has her gun pointed right at Aaron and he, I don't, know, I don't know what she demanded, but like, she's like, uh, do this thing, cooperate with me and the rest of the Marlians. And then he's like, no, shoot me. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, she's like, uh, yep, no can do. You're right. It was a bluff. Yeah. But I mean, because she was able to do that, that's how she sold her. That's how she sold it later. Very her, good. her fake fake alliance with yeah. Aaron. Yeah, because he need. I, f- I feel like she needed him to think that he had won the argument for for her to make any progress. Because if she had just come in and been like, "Hey, let me try to help you," I think then all of his guard would be up. Right, right. So now now that we've like seen the whole episode, we know that her ultimate plan is to like, you know, still take back the founding Titan, and Porco is somewhere in hiding. So yeah, she's trying to kind of get in with Aaron's favor. Yeah. So yeah, she pretends that she's defecting from the Marleyan army. And yeah, now that she's like, uh, Gabby, what do you think they're going to do with us? Once our value is done, they're just going to kill all of us. And I'm like, she's making some pretty good points there. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> like I was like, cause that's why this was so believable. And like, yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? But then that's the thing because Gabby doesn't know. It's like, I feel like her words have some real weight. Like, cause for peak who's just saying it, it's like, she can at least rationalize. Hey, I'm just saying this as an act, but for Gabby who doesn't know suddenly another one of her idols is telling her, Hey, this isn't the right way to do it. So even though she ends up betraying her later, I wonder what effect it has on Gabby already. Yeah, like maybe it'll help break the sort of brainwashing that Gabby's been through, and yeah, I mean either way, she <laughs> Gabby like helped helped sell Peak's uh, faking of taking Aaron's side. True, true. So, so that so that happens, and then uh, they talk about how Peak or how Aaron kind of already knew that they were there. Uh, they Peak walks up to Gabby, takes the gun. Gabby's just at this point just so conflicted. Obviously, she's not going to shoot Peak either. Right. And then Peak right. tells yeah. that whole... Uh, I, I liked uh, the screenshot where like Peak's like looking down at Gabby with holding the gun in the, her hand. I don't mm. know if you know which one I'm talking about, but I'll, I'll send you a screenshot and we can might need to, include it in the ground. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, she's like, "I'll show you where the rest of the the Marlins are to prove." Oh, I see own. it, I see it. It's the one where she's like holding the gun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good scene. But yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, so I think then Aaron sort of half believes Peak, not fully, but 
Mm-hmm. Still a little suspicious, but is now willing to at least hear her out. But then we cut back to the jail scene. Yeah, but damn, good acting. Like, I completely bought it, and I already knew what happened. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I feel like maybe Peak ultimately doesn't trust in Marley, but she trusts in, like, her her peers, like her colleagues and comrades that she's, like, right in the trenches with so she's not going to betray them but she doesn't necessarily believe in the country itself either right and i feel like that's that's where it gets hard because it's like you can either choose to protect things that are close to you or you can choose protect like the greater thing even though you don't even know them so it's like because if you're going to protect all the eldians it's not like you've met all the eldians it's just like a concept and then if by protecting all Eldians, you end up hurting all the people that you've gotten close to in your real life, will it have been worth it? Right. And I feel like for Zeke, it's like, you know, he's made all these friends, but suddenly he's basically betraying everybody for a group of people that he's never even met or will not meet. Right. And that's, that's just hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like your reality is basically just like the things that you interact with. It's not like the stuff that you see online. It's, it's like things that you can touch, things that you can see. Like in my life, like you're a real person, but it's like, well, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but (laughs) it's like to choose to somehow be able to make all these connections and like know that these things that you live through every day are real and then choose to sacrifice all this for a greater good. Like that yeah. takes that takes something that not a lot of people have. Right. You almost have to be like cold blooded and pretty pragmatic about it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, almost like a villain. <laughs> the anti villain, the Lelouch V Britannia of, of the story. Uh, honestly. Yeah, but anyways, we we cut back to the jail scene. So now at this point, Yelena has told them about Zeke's euthanization plan. So the real plan at ending the cycle of hatred. And this is where Armin is like sobbing and he's like, it touched my heart. And yeah, I mean, I feel like he he does believe it. And maybe he's not necessarily on board with it, but it sort of goes along with his values of not killing and sort of uh pacifism i guess right yeah he's he's crying he's crying he's crying he turns away from the camera so that we cannot see his face then once yelena finds out that there are invaders armin quickly looks up doesn't they didn't animate tears so i don't know if he's for real crying but i agree i think it's very much in a in line with what he has wanted people to do the fact that it could potentially be bloodless even after after yelena countered gene's uh rebuttal that aren't we just gonna wait here and everybody's gonna be old and blah 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 and she's saying how like yeah as long as queen historia keeps having kids we'll be able to deter them for indefinitely so yeah, I mean, it fits. I don't know if he's being real or not, because it, it seemed almost too too fake, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, but just for the record, at 1650, 
you can see tears streaming down his face. Oh, very true. Very true. Yeah. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's another uh, <laughs> Oscar-winning acting performance. But who knows? <laughs> Yelena is crying too, for the record. <laughs> yeah. These dudes both both sobbing. Ah, <sighs> man. All right, but yeah, so it's the turns out there's an invader. It's the cart titan, and no, she's just being Maybe. led by Aaron and like a whole entourage. So yeah, and then when so when they're like walking up the stairs, the military police are sort of on the ground level, and then it cuts to them, and then you can see Porco standing amongst them. No one knows he's there except for Peak. And so did you notice how, like... I didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even notice that he was there. I was too busy looking at these blushing faces. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I think I only noticed because I happened to be staring at that part of the screen when it happened. Uh, but then, yeah, Peek raises her hands, shows that she's handcuffed to Gabby. So it's like she's signaling to Porco, like... I mean, it looks like she's just waving to them as like a celebrity or something. Mm-hmm. But she's really signaling that, hey, I can't transform as a Titan right now. So it's right. it's all on you to get Aaron. And then he nods too. How beautiful. Yeah. He nods, his face darkens, and he knows what he must do. Yeah, it's like all that communication was done in half a second. Crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, and I would not have noticed that. But yeah, his face is literally just right there. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. Oh. Yeah, but then last part of the episode here, they they finally make it to the roof. Yelena's like, be careful. Don't don't trust her. And Aaron's like, yeah, I don't trust her either, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then one more thing. So as they're walking up the stairs, Gabby asks where Falco is. And then um, after Aaron says that he got some of the spinal fluid in his mouth, that's when that may have been the first thing that didn't go according to Peek's plans because Peek's eyes actually lit up too. When yeah, like she broke out of character when he said that. Yeah. So interesting, interesting, because that does throw a slight wrench. And then Gabby's blaming herself again. Yeah. And then Peek just mm-hmm. makes the comment that they took over the military with Zeke's spinal fluid. And that that's the interesting part, too. So Peek's asking why Zeke has that ability. And then Aaron's like, I don't know. Yeah. But I thought Aaron knew. And yeah, maybe he's just not, like, revealing all the cards. Right. But it was interesting that whole little like exchange that they had, where it's like Peek never thought um, Zeke was being genuine ever until like yeah. that one exchange that they had, where he was on her back, and then he was like, "Don't worry, let me. I'll come rescue you. I'll come back to save you." Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very mysterious, and I I don't quite know what to make of it. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. But yeah, they they walk out. Peek and Gabby go towards the ledge. 
Gabby's like shaking. Peek squeezes her hand to reassure her and smiles at her and pretty much says like everything's going to be okay. Aaron's standing behind her. It was, it was like a super cinematic scene, I thought. And like his hands behind his back, he's ready to transform to a Titan at any moment. The guards are around them too with all their guns pointed at Peek. Uh, and then Aaron's finally like, all right, you're up here. Point out where the enemies are. And then she sweeps around, points at Aaron directly, and he's like, there, or something like that. It was awesome. It was <laughs> so cool. I will say, like, the one hole, it was it was like, why do you have to go to the roof to point out where they are? Like, why? That was the part that I just wasn't sure why Aaron would agree to it. But I guess the fact that he's like, damn, this is, like, our headquarters. There are, like, hundreds of people here. There's no way anything could happen. Let me just go along with it. She seems trustworthy enough. Yeah. So. Yeah, what I'm wondering is, like, how... How did Peek and Porco like sick like coordinate the timing of that? Like, if Porco sprung through the floor at the wrong time, like maybe Gabby and Peek were still standing there or something. That's very there. true. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get an answer. But let me quickly watch this again. Maybe because she said there. Maybe it was an auditory cue. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, unless this dude has some sort of magic titan hearing abilities. I don't know if he could have heard that from one floor beneath through all this, all these stones and right. cylinders. Maybe there was like a peephole. Maybe they made a hole in advance. <laughs> yeah, and, and we might not ever know. And we'll just, I don't know, it'll, it'll be fine, but yeah. <laughs> so good. Dude, the, when she turned around and pointed, like I saw, it, I saw it coming at that point. But like how she would do it, I had no idea. I was just like, I was getting chills. I like at the clinic, I would be doing that to people who who I knew watched, and they would be like, "Oh, you saw it yesterday, didn't you?" <laughs> He's like, "Yes, I did." But yeah, oh, so good, crashing through the floor trying to eat Aaron and retake the founding Titan, but to no avail. He only grabs his leg. Aaron immediately, you know, his hand is already bleeding. He transforms into his Titan mode, and then that's where we leave off. Above and below, we see Reiner coming down in the blimp from above. Mm -hmm. Porco had just come from below. Boom, above and below. And it's it's interesting because it's like the – last last note but the the i can actually read these chinese characters believe it or not because i've really have never been able to <laughs> but um it basically instead of just saying above and below which is the english translation it says tnd which just literally means like sky earth so um. So, and I wonder if it's, if like the, the English translation just like took it and made it more literal, but it's like TND could also be like heaven and earth. So it's right. like Aaron and Zeke as the gods versus everybody else as human. Interesting. So, 
yeah, just an interesting little side note. But a great episode. I my friend at the clinic, he was like, "No, they can't end it here." And I was like, "Yes, they really should end it here." Because otherwise, you're going to like downplay this epic fight that they're going to have and condense it into like one episode. Like, no, yeah. that's not happening. This is like the perfect cliffhanger to end the first season. Yeah, and it like ends exactly how it started too with Reiner in the blimp. Like at the beginning of this season, they were attacking that other city, remember? And like, oh, yeah. That's when him and Zeke were in the blimp and sending out the, the Titans and from the air so it's mm-hmm. right back where we started true except now reiner's determined yeah. i think he gives zero fucks about the future too he just wants to protect people that he cares about right then and now oh yeah yeah who knew who knew reiner would end up being the the main antagonist to aaron all the way through <laughs> maybe maybe we all knew since the day the like they looked at that crater lake at night. They were like standing there at night and talking. I forget what the exact scene was, but anyways, beautiful scene. All right. Yeah. Do we know when season four, part two is coming out? Is it? It's winter, winter 2022. Oh, God. <laughs> we have to wait nine months for this to come out again. Yeah. God. All right, it's okay. It'll be worth it. Yeah, all right. Top three. Oh, I didn't even write it down. All right, you want to go first? All right, um, I'm going to buy you some time as you write it down. Um, honestly, this week was difficult. I felt like I had a solid top two, but I felt like the third could have been anybody. <laughs> but... Anyways, I'll start from the the bottom. I thought the worst character of this week, honestly, wasn't even that bad. They've shown major improvement. Um, They're actually reflecting on their thoughts now. They're not jumping to action as they would have done in the past, but it's Gabby. She's still bad, but she's getting better. (laughs) For number three, I put Reiner. I just thought his journey from a guy who doesn't care, who was wallowing in self-pity, wanted just to kill himself, to the guy who cares about his companions for whatever misguided reason. He's, um, yeah, good stuff. The way, the look that he had in his eyes on that blimp, very impressive. I'm ready. For number two, I put Peak. I thought her acting was awesome. The fact that she was able to make all those military police just blush like that while <laughs> signaling was a stroke of genius. And I did not even see Galliard in the first watch through i can assure you that because i was too busy commiserating with those soldiers i was like yes you blush i'm gonna blush too (laughs) but beautiful catch by you and then the first one i put yelena i thought her dedication to the cause is uh was a admirable and her motivations are very pure and she's willing to do whatever it takes literally nice nice all right, yeah, I, I finished writing mine. We were pretty close, but not quite once again. Worst of the week, I also have Gabby. No particular reason, just that she's still annoying, but I, she's getting better at least. Or at least she's not like lashing out as much as she used to. Right. 
Uh, number three, I got Aaron. I feel like he's come a long way too, and like especially with his, I guess, control of his Titan powers. I feel like, you know, the fact that he can just like cut his hand and just hold that without transforming is, you know, come a long way. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely mastered his own powers too, and that's pretty impressive. Uh, number two, I got Yelena. Yeah, I feel like she was good this episode, and yeah, especially when she shot her comrade in the head just to because he, you know, was calling the Eldians devils. Showed a lot there, so I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, number one, peak ten out of ten acting performance. Uh, True. Yeah, she she's she's a beast for sure. Yeah, solid list. I I mean I agree. I liked Aaron too. He's He's awesome, but good stuff. Uh, let's wrap up the rest of this season. Yeah. So, what else did we watch this season? Right, I know so, we both watched Promise Neverland. Yes. Ended up ended up being trash, like yeah, actual trash. Definitely was not great. Especially uh, the end. Hori Mia. I haven't finished it yet, but that one's been pretty enjoyable. Nice. I once again stopped watching because it made me feel too single. So. So come, come back to it once once you're not single. <laughs> exactly. We also watched um, the um, Wonder Egg. I also had to stop that just because I got a little too busy. And the last thing I wanted was to watch a heavy anime right after a heavy day at work. So... Yeah, Wonder Egg, Wonder Egg I, I think, is another good one that you should probably come back to eventually. But, yeah, I agree. It's Wonder uh, Day. One day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's you got to pay closer attention to. It's not just a kick back and watch. Yeah. Maybe. In terms of the kick back and watch animes, I saw Dr. Stone and Slime. And both of those Wouldn't were awesome. Tensei? And Mishoku. All three of those shows were awesome. Didn't have to use a one brain cell, and I loved it. I loved every single episode. And um, yeah, I cannot wait for the next season for all of those. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to catch up on those eventually. I didn't have, have a chance <laughs> to watch. Did you finish Re Zero? Oh, yeah, and Re Zero. That was good. Okay. Yeah, that, we're finally. Finally out of the, the graveyard arc, which took Finally. 25 episodes on its own. But. Likely the worst arc ever. If it wasn't for Re-Zero Season so 1. Yeah, yeah. If it was half the length and we saw another arc like for the latter part of the season, I would not be complaining as much. But it was just so long and convoluted. And it didn't yeah, have they, to be. Yeah, if they condensed the whole arc into 12 episodes, that would have been perfect. It would have. I would have had no complaints. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Was there anything, anything else? Um, I watched B Stars. Mm, B Stars. But that was that one was pretty good. Wait, and which one? B Stars. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that was the second season, but I think that that about does it. But yeah, this season went went pretty pretty hard. I agree. Um, honorary mention to um, Kaifuku Jutsushi no Yerinaoshi uncensored version. 
I ended up watching like the first two or three episodes, and I was just like, "This is this is obscene," and I could not keep watching. Is it, is uh, but, it like literally hentai? Yeah, and then I think it was like banned in like a few of the European countries. I'm like, good. Some the the comment sections are also just like, you. Yeah, it's not offensive. You just are not cultured. I'm like, no, no. I think at this point, it's it's um, it's uh, just it's pretty offensive. offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but honorary mention to that for being very controversial. All right, what are you looking forward to this next season? All right, uh, let me flip over there. On I will say, so I started watching Boku no Hero. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched. I've been watching that too. I think there's only been two episodes, right? Yes, already. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty good. I mean, I feel like we we know what to expect with that one. It's just some pretty chill show, not too uh, right thinking oriented. <laughs> yeah i do i will say i liked episode two much better than episode one just because they delved they delved into deeper stuff like i think boku no hero has the potential to not be so brainless it's just the first episode was very brainless because they were just busy reintroducing everybody's powers for like the fifth time and i have no idea why they keep doing that I think they do that every season, like yeah, every, and I hate every it. episode's like a filler episode like that. I hate it. It's it's yeah. a waste of time. It's not like we forget what episode or what <laughs> powers they have. Attack on Titan doesn't have a hey, by the way, this is Aaron. He has these titans and he has <laughs> these powers with those titans. Exactly. All right. On another note though, I did start watching Shaman King. So I thought it was a bless you. I thought it was a nice blast from the past. Um, my one comment is that, damn, the the characters have really big heads compared to <laughs> their bodies. But it's pretty good. Yeah, that one's on my list to watch. I haven't started it yet, though. All right, how about? I think there are quite a few interesting ones. Like a lot of them just haven't come out yet. But there's a quite a few sci-fi ones. Uh, Nagatoro. The what? Uh, E.G. Ranade Nagatoro-san. Definitely not that one. <laughs> but, but there are a bunch it's of on, like it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. We gotta watch it. You you gotta check it out. Okay, but another one that I had already started watching is Yukoku no Moriarty. It's like the Sherlock Holmes one. I watched the first season, like when it when the first season came out, and I really liked it. This second season so far has been pretty good too. So. If you ever need a mystery, historical fiction-esque, that one's pretty good to watch. Okay, okay. Oh, oh and, and also... Fruits Basket 2. It's the final season. But are you caught up on all of it? I am caught up okay, on Fruits. that's why. So I need a good... I, if I ever want to start watching that, I need to catch up on all of it. Yeah, I think there's been two seasons. Yeah, so this is the third season. So yeah, you'd have like 24 episodes no like 50 episodes to catch up on damn okay that's a lot <laughs> good luck but it's really good all right in other in other news there's also one called shakunetsu kabadi it's like on the right side maybe the seventh row one two three four oh yeah I see eighth. That. that one is like a sports one about the sport of kabadi which is actually a real sport popular in india and pakistan and like that area 
but it's it's like a it's a very interesting sport like i you don't have any equipment all it is is just two teams and then you're trying to you're basically playing tag but if you're ever just curious about what the sport is like just look up a video on youtube and if you like go into that video without looking at the rules you may be very confused but the fact that people actually play this sport competitively is what makes me just like so i'm like wow this world is so big and like people can just do so many crazy things like are you watching some highlights right now no i'm looking at pictures and that yeah, it, it looks like rugby almost, but yeah, there's no ball, so I'm pretty confused. On you need to go watch a video. Go watch the, like a video, just like India highlights, and then it's just basically you have like two sides of the court, and then like one person goes at a time to the opposite side of the court, and then they try to tag somebody, and then they have to tag them and then run back to their side of the court before, um, and that's how they get a point. But if they tag somebody and then the whole team gangs up on you and prevents you from returning to your side of the court, then the opponent, the opponent team gets a point. So it's like capture the flag. <laughs> yeah. Except the flag is somebody's touch. And I, anyways, <laughs> it, the sport is just, it's kind of wild. I actually kind of want to just play it once to see what happens. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, seems like a interesting one. Yeah. I don't, there's that slime spinoff. Not going to watch that. Yeah, no, I'm not watching uh, that either. So what are we going to podcast about? That's my question. That's a good point. I think we could talk about potentials all day long, but... Um... How fast can you catch a fun fruits basket? <laughs> there's no way. There's, there's no way I'm catching up on fruits basket. Yeah, so we can't really do a sequel because we haven't been watching the same ones except Boku, which probably wouldn't be a good one for podcasting shaman king i haven't seen the first one no that seems good material no No. all right uh maybe maybe there will be like some sort of sleeper pick that'll emerge from the these lower listings we'll just have to watch a bunch of them gosh oh man i don't know maybe maybe what about the fourth ranked one the fumetsu no aneda is that a new one? All right. Yeah, I, I see it now. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check that one out. Okay, so I'll for sure check that one out. Which one should we also for sure check out? Uh, Nagatoro-san, Hige wo Soru, Soshite, something, something, hero. Which one? Which one? <laughs> Oh, that one? Um... Uh, that's probably Yoshida has been crushing on his coworker. <laughs> I think that I'm one's not sure, I'm not sure how much um how much podcasting we can do about that, but that one does seem interesting. So okay, I'll watch that one too. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um how about the one that says eighty six? Eighty six. Looking for it. Okay. It's on the right side. Yeah. A1 pictures. That's a pretty good studio, I think. Okay. We can check out those ones then. And yeah, we'll we'll decide after an episode or two. 
Okay, I'll try to watch Fruits Basket, but man, I just do not have much time. But okay, so for sure. And then just keep watching Boku no Hero. If it starts turning good, we could maybe just do it. Yeah, we could use that as a, a filler podcast episode now and then. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I think regardless, um, we'll just for sure be doing Attack on Titan Winter 22. <laughs> That's the only one I know for sure. If nothing else, we'll come back to that one. Yeah. All right. Does that about do it? I think that about does it for today. Sounds good to me. I'm going to go make the post later. I need to do some headshots, but good. We got it done out of the way. Yeah. Let's uh, watch the final March Madness game tomorrow and see who Who are you going for? Yeah, I think I got to go Gonzaga on this one. Same. Uh, Just because they stomped us and beat UCLA. I feel like we... Just for just for our pride, we we have to have Gonzaga winning. Yeah, honestly, like because in the course of watching Gonzaga play for the past two games, like I kind of started liking their team. Anyways, it's like yeah. Jalen Suggs, Timmy, Kismet. I don't even know any of the ba- the Baylor players. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Timmy, Timmy with the hands running through his handlebar mustache and then pointing up with both hands. I hate this dude. <laughs> All right, so Fumetsu, Higewo, Soru, 86, and Boku no Hero. Yes, sounds like a plan. That's our own final four. We'll see where that goes. All right, well, until next time, I don't know what day of the week we're going to be podcasting, but we'll talk about it. Oh, true. Maybe stick to Sunday for now. Yeah, we can try to keep Sundays. Yeah, I don't mind Sundays. Yeah, agreed. Okay. All right. If you see you it, right. Oh, last thing. If you if you watch any other ones and you think they're really good, just let me know. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Peace.